You're listening to Unbreakable Success, episode 44. Welcome to Unbreakable Success, where each episode gives you the experts and perspectives to evolve your success in mind, body, and wealth. My name is Aaron Keith Hawkins, and I have over 20 years of leadership experience as a public servant and as an entrepreneur. And now, my mission is your success. We're going to start today's episode with a gift. Look, let's be real. Everybody, all of us, you, me, we need a strong foundation of principles, you know, like rules that kind of run in our life on autopilot and they keep us on course. And more importantly, they get us great results. And as you can imagine, having a podcast called Unbreakable Success, one of the most common questions I get in the inbox is, how can I be more successful? And it's kind of cool because even without any specifics, I get to share these four laws of pure success because they apply in any context. So if you go to AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash success, I promise you this free guide will dramatically improve your success in your career and your relationships with your kids, your health and fitness. It doesn't matter. You pick the scenario and these principles will get you results, period. They just will. And I'm happy to share them with you. That's AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash success. All right, everyone, there you are. Welcome back to Unbreakable Success. I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins, and today we have a really cool guest, and I can't wait to have a conversation with Daniela Rock. She is, uh, if I were going to be formal about it, I'd say she's a certified uh, integrative health practitioner. Help me out, Danielle. (laughs) Trained in release work, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, energy medicine. She works with clients to remove some inner blocks and balance the energies of their body in relation to traumatic events, limiting beliefs, and any negative emotions that might be interfering with their optimal well-being. The funny thing is that a casual listener may hear something like that and think that Danielle is all about the the woo-woo and complete spirituality and just kind of living in the clouds. But one thing I love about her is she is so down to earth and is very practical about the work that she does. And um, which everyone, all of you that, if you know me, you know I'm sort of the same way. So I'm really excited to have this conversation about something that traditionally kind of causes some people to pause and hesitate before they buy into it. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna, I know we're going to love having this conversation with Danielle because she really takes a real world down to earth. How can this affect me type of approach to the work that she does? Um, because this is truly a mission for her, not just something to do. Is that right, Danielle? Yeah, absolutely. I am... Um... One thing that I, I think I said it on a, another uh, podcast uh, interview that I was on was that I like to take things from like the woo-woo to the real real. So yeah. I agree. It's really important to have uh, like a real world uh, experience of what we want to be creating. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for, you know, everyone's had my sort of introduction to you, but what is it that, that you would tell people when you, you're, you're, if you're at that cocktail party or you meet someone and they ask you what, what it is that you do and what you enjoy doing, how, how would you explain that to people casually? What, what's your mission right now? Yeah, that's that's such a great question because this is kind of like part of my own um, evolution in in my business and um, some of the things that I I actually work on with other people is like 
like who are you like what mm-hmm. do you do and like how do you express that in a way where it doesn't feel like you're just kind of putting yourself in a box or kind yeah. of diluting what you do yep. um, but the the kind of the best way of me describing what I do is that I I work with people who want to evolve and grow their their business their movement their cause like I mm-hmm. call it their their calling and um, in order to do that um, we actually work on like the the person themselves so like the inner work the the healing aspect of that so I basically I help people heal themselves in order to pursue their calling to heal the world so I work with kind of like purpose-driven activists I work with entrepreneurs who have a big vision and I, I definitely work with people who lean more towards that um, empathic side. Like they're just feelers, they're intuitive, and um, they feel connected to helping others in some way. I love it. I love it. That is so that is so important because there's, I mean, that's so true. Like whatever it is that we're working on, and for you, the listener, whatever it is that you're working on, I think everyone listening to the show realizes that our, you know, our, our uh, oh gosh, who was it that said that? Um, I can't even remember. It kind of doesn't matter. But the, the premise of uh, what I'm trying to get out is that our success, whether it's in business or in life, and our ability to grow is really dependent on how much we're willing to grow and evolve internally. And I, and I love that you mentioned, uh, you kind of alluded to the process of evolution when it comes to your own work and the mission that you're on. So if you can take us to where did this kind of start for you in terms of this work, how did this evolve uh, in your experience to get to where you are now? Yeah, it's so interesting because, like, retrospectively, like looking back on my life, I kind of can sort of at least start to string together some of these pieces. And um, when I was young, like quite young, like eleven years old, I was diagnosed with a chronic. Uh, disease. And it just sort of came out of the blue. No one else in my family had anything going on. Um, But I was really sick. And I was put on a lot of like really heavy medication. Um, Even that sometimes wasn't working. Eventually, they got me on one drug that like put it into remission, just sort of like knocked it out. And I was like, okay, like, I feel like maybe I can kind of live a quote unquote normal life again. But Mm -hmm. I was always just feeling afraid that it was going to come back, like this disease was going to come back. And what ended up happening was my dad passed away in 2010. And yeah, it was, it was a big um, surprise to us at that time. And uh, my symptoms ended up coming back soon after that. It was almost kind of like this emotional trauma seemed to spur this kind of physical trauma in my body. Yeah. And, Nothing was working to heal it. I was trying, um, and I have nothing against any of these modalities. I was trying Western medicine. I was trying naturopathic medicine. I was trying energy medicine. Mm-hmm. I was trying all of these different things to to basically heal myself. Um, and I was working in this job that, like, on paper, it looked really good. But yeah. I just felt so... Um, like in a box, I felt really trapped. And so I left the job and I was traveling and kind of pursuing all these different trainings and learning more about kind of self-healing and ended up deciding to start working with people. Um, At that time, I was 
kind of more working with people on like kind of their their conscious business like working more like just focusing on change leaders like not really focusing on like um you know helping people heal quote unquote Mm -hmm. but what i was finding is that like the more that I was engaging in like this work that like was really meaningful to me, I at the same time was noticing that my symptoms were subsiding. And I ended up finding out that this is an actual like phenomenon that happens to people. Wow. So, okay, you get, let's get granular with this. So you started, you started engaging in work that to you just, it just felt, um, uh, so many different, uh, there's so many different ways we can put it. It felt natural. It felt like what you should be doing, or it kind of felt like felt like your your purpose or calling. And you started having a decrease in your physical symptoms of what you were diagnosed with. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, at what point did you realize that that was? It wasn't just some coincidence uh, that it was happening for you, but it was an, it was a phenomenon that uh, in somewhere in some way had been seen before and documented where how did how did you find out that this was a thing (laughs) not just uh, some good luck exactly not just like because at that time like I was just I didn't even really make the correlation I was just kind of happy that it was (laughs) right right. god um but what I ended up actually reading it reading about it um briefly in a book I was uh I was leading a retreat and I just like went to bed one night and I was like okay I'm gonna like read this book a little before I go to bed and I started reading about this um, phenomenon, and it's actually called shaman sickness. Um, and it's it's kind of related to like if anybody is familiar with archetypes, or mm-hmm. um, archetypes are kind of like not personalities, but sort of like, like when you kind of think about yeah, yeah. like psychological arch- archetypes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So. Um, it, the wounded healer archetype, basically okay. that that kind of like the healer heals other people and like has these wounds that they're healing themselves. So shaman sickness is actually um, a documented phenomenon that when um, in tr- like tribal communities, uh, when the shaman or the healer is young, they often experience like disease or they're accident prone or they they're kind of sickly or weak kind of physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't heal until they accept that they are a healer and step into their healing calling. So what I ended up kind of drawing this conclusion on was that like, oh, like me following my calling is me kind of curing myself of this shaman sickness. Wow. And I feel like you can broaden that because I know not everybody who's listening to this, like, thank goodness, is experiencing a physical disease. Um, But I would classify things like self-doubt or Mm -hmm. self, you know, deprecation or um, like, you know, depression of of any kind. Um, Like basically just not really like fully loving yourself. I would classify that as not a disease in that like you're broken but that it's not it's it's suffering like so we all experience suffering and that is a form of shaman sickness and by following our calling and allowing ourselves to align with our purpose then we're able to heal ourselves wow see i I love that um I, I love that you use the word suffering because that I mean, it's it's such a powerful word and and I think it's a word that most people don't like to to use when they speak about themselves. 
you know, people, <laughs> at least in, in my experiences, you know, coaching or just in casual conversation, you know, people like to say, like, uh, you know, I have some issues or I have some challenges or I have a little bit of stress. And we kind of like many people kind of soften the blow when it comes to the things that they're experiencing. And I'm talking about things aside from actual like medical uh, diseases that people need uh, traditionally mm-hmm. need treatment for, but just things that are in that they're dealing with in their lives that aren't necessarily what we would consider a traditional physical illness, but they're real problems that they're having and they're ongoing and either they're stressed out all the time or they're doubt, they doubt themselves all the time. They have low self, self-esteem, whatever it is. But these things, from what, you're, from what you're explaining, to use your example, these things can go away when we start doing things that, um, you know, we could say are our purpose. And which, of course, opens up the other door, which is, okay, how do we go about finding the purpose i'd love to get your take on that and this is going to be a fun conversation because yeah (laughs) (laughs) i love talking about this because um because it just gives me a chance to kind of like i can't not use the word like purpose and calling like and and maybe that is kind of the woo-woo aspect of me but um but i feel like purpose really what purpose to me is is just being who you are so um i mean we can we've all kind of experienced that thing where um we're kind of like behaving or making decisions in some way Mm -hmm. that is like contrary to like who we really are, like what we really believe in, Mm -hmm. what we really value. And um, so I feel like purpose is not so much something that we do. It's something that we are Mm -hmm. and what we choose to engage with in our life and like a lot of times like we focus a lot around work uh in this aspect but it could apply to like relationships or hobbies or other things that you do with your life like that is how you're able to express your purpose so i like looking at like business or like somebody creating kind of like an organization or a structure or an offering that they're kind of giving to the world as like a vehicle for your purpose. Yeah. So I, I love what you just said there. And I, and I love that you spelled that out because I think the freak out moment that most people have when, and, and I know some people run from this conversation because when it comes to careers, most of the time, especially at a certain age, people have invested so much time and or money into something and hopefully that turns out to a career that at least they if they don't love it they at least get some benefit from it they're, you know they're able to care for their family um you know they know the work they do is important to some extent but many people when it, when it feels like that their job or their career when they know that it doesn't feel very purposeful for them they don't want to talk about purpose anymore because they're assuming that in that conversation, it's ultimately going to lead to, oh, you got to leave your job or you got to change careers. And yeah. some people are just completely unwilling to do that. But from what you, you brought, I love that you brought up a second ago that this doesn't, you know, finding something that's purposeful doesn't have to be about finding a new career. It can be in your relationships. It can be in the way you interact with your family. It could be some of the work you do outside of your job, whether it's, uh, you know, volunteer work or some nonprofit that you work with or something else that um 
could be purposeful. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I also feel like it's like, even like in your current job, like the way that you show up is yes. the way that you're expressing your purpose. So yeah. when I kind of reference the the job that I left, um, you know, it was just at that time <laughs> in my life and I was younger yeah. and, um, and that was just where I was at and that, that was what I needed to do at that time. Yeah. But it's kind of funny if I, if I wasn't on this path that I'm on now, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I probably actually could go back to that job and yeah. like still be like expressing my purpose so I feel that like yes like we want to to do the work and we want to be in relationships with people um who we feel most aligned with but it but I feel like healing work and purpose work and and that type of stuff isn't it's not about like perfecting everything it's like we're never going to get to this space where we're we're fully healed we're fully aligned like Except maybe, you know, when we die, like, you know, when we pass on, like maybe then that's when it happens. But I feel like healing and um, like following your purpose or or kind of discovering your purpose is a is an iterative and continuous process. Definitely. Definitely. I believe that. And I yeah, it's it's funny. I think a couple episodes ago I was having a conversation with excuse me, with someone um, and this topic came up. I, I forget if we were saying purpose or we probably were saying purpose. Um, but I was talking about uh, in Mel Robbins' book, The Five Second Rules. She, she, I, I was loving on the, on the way that she talked about um, knowing when you found something that is a purpose for you, and that's that it just gives you energy. In other words, she was saying a good barometer to whether or not you you're you're doing something that could be considered quote unquote your purpose is how much energy do you get when you do it? Does it uplift you? Does it empower you? And from what you're talking about, does it, how do you feel physically when you're, when you're doing it? Is it, is there a correlation there? Yeah, I totally think there is. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've like, I've like worked with my clients around this and like, cause I, I work with people who also kind of are like multi-passionate, like they have yeah. lots and lots of ideas yeah. like me. Um, the squirrel then, syndrome, right? Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's like, I have like, you know, journals like filled with ideas. And so yeah. what, like what I sometimes do with people is I'll actually have them like write down, like make a list of these ideas and then be like, so this is something that your listeners could do too. If, if they're kind of in this spot, write down all the ideas and then next to each idea, like just like let your unconscious tell you like what on a scale of one to ten like how much juice like or energy does that like idea give you because I can guarantee you out of all those ideas that you came up with there's like a few that are probably like bigger and juicier and like those are the ones that you want to focus on rather than like trying to do everything and spreading yourself really thin it's about like focusing on like the big juicy stuff, which might also be the big scary stuff, but yeah. it's still like what's going to be most fulfilling. Yeah, I I, I love that, and I love that t- that technique because it's so it's so simple and it's practical, but it's but it can be powerful when you write things down. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm a notes guy, and I, I really need to be more structured with it. I have I don't know how many notebooks, uh, gosh, between the notebooks and my iPhone. And my iPad, like every time I have an idea, it's just, it just goes down immediately. So they're all over the place as well. But uh, I'm with you there. There, we will find things that will give us 
a lot of energy, or in some cases, they can drain our energy. And, and, and in many ways, it can be down to it can come down to how we frame it. Um, because truth be told, you know, a lot of people out there that are complaining about the work they do, or they complain if they complain about their family or obligations or other thing, other things of that nature. Really, if we reframe it, uh, whether it's in terms of gratitude or opportunity, as opposed to some obligation and talking about things as, as if it's a burden, we can find per- we could really transform by not by changing nothing other than the way we frame it. We can really turn around how we're feeling about it in terms of energy. Um, but I, I, I'd love to know from you and your experiences, what's an example of how, uh, aside from your own amazing tra- transformation, what are some of the physical changes that you've seen take place in people when they start doing something that is, in, in their own life, their purpose or their calling? Yeah, Um well, what was interesting is it sort of started happening before I even like realized it. And mm-hmm. oh, I, I remember I had one client who was like, like, I really want to work with you on this thing. And I was like, I'm not a doctor. Like, I'm not touching <laughs> that with a 10 foot pole. Right. And but he like he was insistent. He's like, I have to tell you, he's like, since we've been doing like this breakthrough work, uh, like I was on like 40 milligrams, I think, of prednisone, which is like a heavy corticosteroid. Yes. And like, and now I'm down to five milligrams, and I'm not having any symptoms. Wow. Um, and that was like an ongoing thing. So it was like it was it's it's kind of both this process of like working with your inner world and then also taking action in the outer world because yeah. I've also noticed. Um, and this is something else I kind of work with my clients on, like when we're really like go getter and we're just kind of own like majority focused on the outer world and like taking this action that yet, like, yes, like you are like, you know, you are pursuing your calling, but if you're, if, if you're, if it's not kind of balanced with the energy going inward too, like the the results may not come because that was something you know I was doing all this healing work with myself when I was kind of doing all these trainings and things like that but the the energy behind it for me was like I need to fix myself mm-hmm. um, and so I've found that when my clients kind of get to this point where they're like I don't need to be fixed there's nothing wrong with me I'm not broken um, that it just sort of like dissolves like one client she moved from you know one end of the country to the other kind of on like a whim like but it was sort of like her intuition was like i need to move to this particular like kind of relatively small city on the east coast and Hmm. um by doing that it like totally changed her lifestyle she started going to like yoga every day and all these things and so like her chronic fatigue dissolved so it's I've just seen it happen with enough people at this point that even though like I don't have like statistical, you know, like I don't have like a statistically uh, sound like study of this. I Mm -hmm. like I'm not a researcher, but I have enough correlation uh, with kind of these case studies to to see that this is something that does happen over time. Yeah. Yeah. I. I you know, it's and it's well. There's there's plenty of research out there. And I'm sure you've you've seen it. You know that that shows that the body mind connection, and just from even the most skeptical point of view, 
anyone shy of someone who's just unwilling to even talk about it has to admit that there's there are so many ways that that show us how our, our body and mind is connected i mean think about it i mean how many who doesn't know somebody who at some point in their life was completely stressed either about their marriage or about their finances or their career or school and they were constantly stressed out in their mind about something that was going on or at least their perception of what was going on on in their life and they wound up physically sick or stressed or they just look unhealthy and it's it's not because they it's not because something physically happened to them it was simply because of what they were mentally dealing with and it physically causes changes we've all seen that over and over again and so the the premise of what you're talking about at least in my in my humble opinion is is totally sound because we see it in so many other ways um that that we have to admit that the connection is there between our body and mind and that's that's been that's something that's been studied by many people other than us uh for a whole lot of years so how did this how did this evolve for you i know you started doing this work um that has now become your your purpose and your mission and, and, and your calling. How did this ultimately evolve when it came to the illness that you were dealing with? How did that progress and, and what was the timeline? Like how did how did this ultimately, you know, turn into a holy cow moment for you? Yeah. And it's so interesting because I read I've actually read like several kind of accounts of kind of this you know, miraculous healing type of thing. Like Louise Hay talks about it in You Can Heal Your Life. That was like one of the first books I ever read um, that kind of got me into even like personal growth or like looking at my world and like taking responsibility for my life. Um, And then I I read this other account um, from this woman, um, Amy Sher, who healed from Lyme disease. Um, And then the books were coming out like Bruce Lipton's Biology of Belief. So like Mm -hmm. I I had kind of read all of these accounts of kind of like miraculous healing. And so I think when I was like trying so hard to heal myself (laughs) that when it wasn't working, I was like, wow, I must be really, well, I want to use a curse word, but I don't know (laughs) if I should on the the show, but I must be really effed. Like I can't heal myself. And so what ended up happening with me is it's almost like when I took the gas pedal off of it and yeah. was more accepting of myself, probably over the course of probably even just looking back on it, like maybe three-ish months, I started to see a decrease in symptoms. And then wow. within, well, and really probably by the end of the, the like that, that time period, because I'm kind of just thinking back to it, mm-hmm. by the end of that time period, like, I felt like I was like, wow, I feel like a completely different person. Um, like the, my quality of life had just improved so much. Um, wow. And then th- probably over the course of a year is when I was like, really felt like I was like, wow, like I am, I am out of the woods. Um, because now I'm not on 
any medication. I mean, I take a multivitamin and um, oh my gosh. I, I was at one point hospitalized for it. So I, I don't always tell people like I sometimes when I'm on these podcasts, like I haven't said like what I so I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is an autoimmune um, digestive disorder that can it can be really debilitating. Yes. Um, a lot of digestive stuff can be. And it's kind of one of those things a lot of people don't like to talk about. So mm-hmm. I've worked with people who have that because I can definitely commiserate with them around that, but not <laughs> sure. like, a, not like this isn't like a kind of like one of those support group type of things. Like the work I do is about like moving people out of that state. Okay. Um, but I would say that probably from like definitely within three months, I was able to see significant changes. And then over the course of a year, like that was when I was like, okay, I, I went into the doctor to like get, get yeah. like a checkup or whatever. And they like did all like, my tests and stuff and they looked at me and they go like who diagnosed you with Crohn's disease and I was like I've had like seven several doctors like since I was young like be like you have Crohn's disease like this is what you have and they were like I don't see any signs of it like they're like confused and so like kidding me yeah it was I I mean it was cool because I was like okay, like, I kind of was, like, sitting on eggshells, like, waiting for them to just tell me that it's still there, even though, like, I don't have symptoms type of thing. Yeah. But they're not seeing anything. And I had one doctor, like, I, like, because I I do still go in for checkups or whatever, and I had one doctor, like, walk out and just be like, well, I'm just glad you don't have Crohn's. Like, that was, like, how she walked out of the office. So, I mean, I just, I love being able to, like, help people have those types of experiences for themselves. That's that's utterly amazing, you know. I I, I can't I can't I can't imagine um, what that must have felt like for you just over the course of the time, like in, in a good way. Um, well, that was my, that was my next question was going to be, you know, what did the doctor say when these these symptoms started disappearing, and you didn't need the medication anymore? Wow, that's that's uh, that's pretty powerful stuff. So. So after a year, uh, this started going away for you. Now, now have have obviously you've been working with clients for a while. Have have other people, other people have had similar, uh, obviously not, maybe not the same, but similar results in, in relief from whether it's from a, a diagnosed disease or stress or self doubt, any of those things. What's usually the the journey of uh, kind of sort of the evolution? Yeah, if there if there's a way to generalize what that's normally like when people uh, work with you. Yeah, I actually just recently wrote an article about that. I kind of I I've sort of seen this happen in sort of stages. So it's like these like stages of healing. So yeah. kind of like the first stage is sort of like the stage where people come in and the like I call it the oh shit stage. It's like <laughs> like oh shit, like I feel sick, I feel misaligned, like I feel stuck, I feel like I ha- like I have these things that I want to do, but I just feel like something's not like working right. Like mm-hmm. I'm not working right. Um and so the second stage, like kind of after we're like doing the breakthrough work and kind of uncovering this deeper story, doing the 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 healing work around that, um, which which the healing work is is kind of a combination of like spiritual, mental, emotional, like physical like techniques. Mm-hmm. But sometimes like the healing work is just allowing things to like let go and then 
integrating or like bringing in like a new story there. So then people start to feel like stage two is sort of like this okay, like breathe, like I can breathe now. Um, And it's where like, I feel like you kind of start to see this light at the end of the tunnel. And Mm -hmm. like, that was kind of how I felt like a few months in um, kind of when things were getting better, like, oh, this like actually might be working. and then the stage three, I call it, instead of hell yeah, I call it the heel yeah stage. <laughs> um, I'm really into, like, playing with words. Um, and that's, I love like, it. when it's, like, I, I call it, it's, like, you're in, like, full real mode. Like, you feel better. Like, yeah. you're actively, like, engaged in, like, your calling or, like, saving the world in your own unique way. And, like, also, like, saving your own world. Like, like recognizing that you're already whole and aligned and that you're continuing to to grow and evolve as you go along. Wow. Uh, that that is so cool. That's so cool. I'm curious for everybody that's listening, what would you tell them about a first step? Obviously they they could I would love for anybody listening that even has the slightest hint of wanting to work with Danielle, please reach out to her. I'll make sure I link up to, to all the different ways to get a hold of her at the end of the episode and, of course, on the website. But if somebody's just saying, you know, I, I just need to know what to do first because I have no idea what my calling is. I have no idea what any purpose is. I just have a job. I have a family. And I've, I feel like crap all the time, stressed out. I've never even thought about what my purpose is. What is the first direction that I can go in? What do I do? Yeah, and that is a good question. Like I've worked kind of with a variety of people and I, I do tend to now work with people who at least have some like, even if it's sort of big picture or vague, like they have some idea of like the direction that they want to go in. But in terms of like even starting to figure that out, um, I, I remember kind of when I was, I wouldn't, it wasn't really like, I guess it was rock bottom, but it was just when I was in a really, really tough space. And it's, Mm -hmm. it is hard to kind of see anything from that space. Yeah. So the, I feel like the first very first thing to do is just sort of address where like you're currently at. Um, and I, I kind of had this process of like, what, like it's like, a, I call it feel, heal, real. And this is something that like I use just like in my everyday life. So it's like when something isn't going very well, like when your life situation just like isn't quite working out, it's, mm-hmm. um, I think that it's important to have some like compassionate presence with yourself and be able to do some self inquiry around like what is that story that's causing the suffering. So like if you're experiencing like an illness or something going on with work or relationship stuff or whatever, or um, I think that it's important to uh, get kind of to the, like the truth of the matter with that Mm -hmm. so that like you can create a little bit more space for yourself. And then oftentimes like just having that space alone will help you be like, Oh yeah. Like this is kind of the direction I want to go in. Um, another thing around that is like one of the things I work with my clients around is like authentic vision. So Mm -hmm. like 
understanding like what your vision is not only for your life but like what you want to be contributing to the world and to do that I feel like it's really important to like start with why um Simon Sinek he's um Mm-hmm. He's a TEDx speaker, yep. and he he talks about why why is so important. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's important to to get connected not only intellectually but like like viscerally or emotionally with your why, and then allow your why to dictate your direction because oftentimes yeah. that will start to inform it and you can start to get a little bit more specific as you go on yeah i, lo- I, lo- I love that I-, I i love that that's some brilliant um brilliant insight i love that you've talked about uh story you, you mentioned story a few times kind of subtly uh, during the the course of this this show today and it i think that is such a huge thing and it is so i think underutilized is the fact that a lot of times that the 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 reason that many people wind up suffering isn't just because of what's happening but it's it's that story that they keep telling themselves and they're convinced that that is what's happening and that's the only way to look at it and it's the only way things just are the way they are um but really it's so powerful when you when you can change your own storyline and you mentioned the word you mentioned taking some space uh, which i think is so huge because you know how it is people tend to get so busy and they're so caught up in everything they're doing all day and even when they're not busy then they find ways to stay busy, busy either with netflix or social media or something else and without that space, that ability to kind of pause and take a moment and really mentally allow what's going on with themselves and in their mind. And they allow that story to kind of reveal itself and then look for some alternatives uh, storylines to kind of present themselves. That is so powerful. Just those two things alone is change, you know, changing our story and, and creating some space said so that you can you know think of what you want that new story to be and so that so that you can find that vision daniela like you're talking about and uh simon's brilliant his book uh start with why that's i'm gonna have to link to that in this episode yeah. just because you brought it up his, uh simon is such a brilliant a brilliant guy in so many different ways uh and, and it's true though because if, if we don't know a what we want and b why the heck we want it then we're kind of just out there floating, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. And like you can even have kind of like a general idea of what, but if you have your why, then you can get more specific with that what. Because it's like, he says like people buy what uh, people buy why you do it not not what you do and so it's it's kind of the same thing with your soul like your soul is buying why you do it like and and that's what comes out like when you're engaging with others like i can tell that like like your why is connected to like you connecting with with other people like on this podcast and through your work because i love it like you can feel it yeah Absolutely, absolutely. And Simon's TED TED talk is brilliant. I got a book to his. Uh, I got to connect. I'm going to have to link to his talk and his book. Uh, thanks to you in this episode because his talk about finding your wine up and it's it's true. I think he was talking about Apple in that TED talk, uh, the one that really yeah. was his breakout talk. Uh, that people buy, you know, why you do something, not just what you're doing. Uh, gosh, that is that is so true, and it's 
it's so important. And I think it's it's also important, and I'd love to hear how you think about this. I think it's important for people to realize and, and be fair with themselves um, when it comes to finding a purpose or finding a passion or or even finding that thing that they should be doing, whether it comes to their, whether it's about their relationship, their family, their career, whatever it is. I think it's it's really important for people to allow themselves some time and allow it to be a journey because uh, like you said when we started today you had your the work you're doing and what you're doing in your life today has been an evolution and i'm certainly with you there man from <laughs> from me starting this platform uh to what it is today it has been a massive evolution and I, i'm just getting started in my mind so I think people have to allow themselves to evolve. I remember listening to Curran Ray. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a he's a business coach. Uh, he's actually from Australia. He does a lot of uh, workshops to help people grow their businesses. But he's also very much into the inner work and helping people evolve the way, not just the way they do business, but the way they think about themselves within their business. And one of the things he said, I was watching a video of him at one of his conferences and uh, someone asked a question about purpose and and why or how do people find their purpose. And, more, and he was very, he was pretty blunt about what he said. And he said, a lot of people feel like they're entitled to their purpose. Like they should be able to ask themselves what their purpose is and just instantly get an answer like it's just handed to them. But, and what he was, what he was trying to say is that it is a process that sometimes takes work. You have to be willing to go on a journey and like you said earlier, explore and go towards these places that, that interest you. Like if somebody did the, the, um, the exercise that you talked about earlier, writing down some things and, and then writing on, on a number scale, how much energy each of those things would give you and just start exploring them until you find that thing and allow that purpose or that passion to evolve and kind of reveal itself because nobody just hands this stuff to us. It's kind of got to, ha- it's, it's kind of got to be a result of what we're willing to do to find it. Uh, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that. Yeah. I, it's so funny because like, cause I've been on a couple other podcasts and one I was on, it's, it's called super givers. And we were kind of talking about, uh, that, that same thing. I kind of had like this de- deja vu moment when you were uh, <laughs> mentioning that and kind of talking about just how about like purpose and like being connected to our purpose. It is a privilege. It's yeah. a, it's a gift and it's something, um, that does unfold over time. Um, and that, involves like other people and experimentation and I can totally um relate to to those who who feel kind of like impatient around it (laughs) I I I've I've practiced yoga like I I'm I mean I, I use the word healing all the time and I um I, I I think at one point I thought that I was supposed to be like this like super calm like centered <laughs> like very peaceful and patient like person all the time and yeah. like, that's just not really how I am right now and like I'm okay with that I recognize that sometimes that impatience and that intensity is is a virtue and it's just yep. about learning how to like harness it um, so I I feel like like it's I think it's about kind of turning turning that energy into like that experience of like enjoying the ride. Like yeah. I 
I don't really like roller coasters, but I do like going on other rides. Like I'll go on like the kitty rides at like the, <laughs> you know, the parks or whatever. Um, but it's just like about like being able to enjoy the ride along the way yeah. because we think that the outcome, like whether it be like a a business, you know, we hear a lot about people wanting a six figure business, like yeah. purpose driven business, whether it be like feeling like fully vibrant in your body and like not having any disease anymore. Like we want these outcomes, but like we want the outcome because we want to feel a certain way. And like the, if you're not already feeling that way on the journey or on the Mm, ride, you're you're not going to feel it when you get the outcome. It's not really about the outcome. Yeah. You're, 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 you're definitely vibing with me. What's one of the things I teach in my, my, uh, uh, Unbreakable Success Academy, my online course. Um, I have a, I have a module all about emotion, and that's that's one of the biggest things that that people that I I beg people to get is that we there's this misconception that whatever it is you want to feel, you need to get all these things and have all these things in place because then at the end of it, you'll feel what you want to feel. You'll feel happy. You'll feel joyful. You'll feel freedom. Whatever. Insert the positive emotions that you want. But the truth is, and the research shows that the people that embrace those feelings to begin with and just choose on, a, on an identity level that this is who I am. Like, I don't care what's going on. I don't care what's going on in my life. I'm going to enjoy this ride and I'm going to bring this energy every day. And not to be real woo-woo, but this, I mean, this is the way the world works. The people that bring that stuff and choose that energy, they're the ones, more number one, that are more likely to succeed. Because as they're working and as they're interacting with people, especially when it comes to business, because business is, is about people. It's not about the products or, you know, the, the, the branding or the marketing. All those things are part of it, but it's people interacting with people. And when we bring those right emotions that we want to experience into our business, people see that and they feel it. And that's how those people wind up to, um, they wind up more successful in the first place. And second of all, they're already feeling those emotions when they get there, so they've already won before they even started. Yeah, exactly. It, like you've already won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but but if you know, on the flip side, unfortunately, the, the people that that are depending and they have that expectation that as soon as I hit this salary, whatever it is, and uh, I've I've talked to plenty of people that have they've reached those goals, whether it was a hundred grand or whether it was a million. I've I've, I've met with both, and. It is devastating when people get there mm-hmm. and they feel just as depressed or just yeah. as let down or just as emotionally disconnected, just as you know doubtful about themselves. They have no more self-esteem. They did all that work and they, yeah, they achieved whatever that milestone for them was. But then they finally realized like, okay, where did I go wrong? Because I still feel like hell. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, that's such, it's, it's one of those lessons that, you know, you have to empathize with because it's like, wow, how, how can people, you know, have all those things and not feel right? But it's it's the truth. We have to bring that, um, we kind of have to bring it with us and be, be willing to take that journey and bring those emotions with us and just learn to generate them. And, and I, I definitely appreciate you for what you're doing, for the work that you do um, to help bring out those things and help people find out what they want their story to be and, and, you know, give themselves that space to, to work with you and, and, and explore those things and wind up developing that vision and, and 
finding out what their why really is because you know that's 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 life changing it truly is uh, and I, I appreciate you for it yeah absolutely I think it's it's this whole com you know conversation that we're having is is instead of focusing on like have like you want to have what you want then yeah. you'll be able to do what you want then you'll be able to be who you want it's more about being being yourself being that right now yeah. that will lead you to doing what you want and what feels good and then that will lead to that result that experience of having and that's that's really when i talk about alignment that's what alignment really feels like it's not necessarily yeah. like this like straight stick or anything like that it's just <laughs> no. it's just yeah. this like this feeling of like oh things are like kind of flowing in yeah. a direction that feels good yeah it's it's true. that word alignment is such a it's such a misnomer isn't it it's it's when you say the word alignment it makes people feel like okay i you know, well, I don't have that straight line, but it's really such a a, a process that kind of sometimes feels like it's bouncing all over the place, because it is an exploration of different things sometimes, uh, which which makes it fun. Um, but yeah, definitely take some patience. For sure. Um, listen, I, I, I definitely want to respect your time. I, I can go, you know, you and I can go on and on in this and we can jump from subject to subject and, uh, and just keep giving a ton to our audience. I appreciate the conversation that definitely that we've had up till now. Um, if you, if you're willing, I'd love to ask you just a few questions, uh, to get your perspective and, and have you share your perspective with our listener right now. You cool with that? Yeah, that's great. All right, cool. Uh, first question is this. What is something, what's, what's one of the biggest challenges that you've had, uh, either personally or professionally, and, and how did you wind up dealing with uh, and or overcoming it? Got it. Um, well, uh, personally, definitely, like, the disease and, like, you know, just, like, the passing of my father. Yeah. Uh, professionally, I would say, like, kind of being able to take a vision and put it on the ground. Mm. Um, and overall, I feel like the way that I've moved through that is is by like the work that I, I do with people, which is kind of like this self-inquiry, like uh, breakthrough um, type of work. And also just like just being okay, like being with myself. Yeah. So I think that uh, being in a space of like loving compassion for yourself is is crucial for for anybody who wants to um, heal themselves and do big things. I, I, I love it. I, I, and um, I, I definitely appreciate that. What is one of the things um, just a quick follow up on that? You mentioned taking a vision or t t taking this this dream that you have for this work that you do and, and putting it on the ground. What was um what's one nugget of advice you give people that are going that may be going through that process right now or they're thinking about it or better yet hesitating on it because they're worried about getting it wrong what's, what's yeah. one of the biggest pieces of advice you'd give them yeah um well it's funny i just posted something actually and basically just said like good enough is really <laughs> effing good like yeah. it's good enough like yeah. like put thought into it put your energy into it but you know when it's sort of like this is good. It's good enough. Like yeah. put it out there. And I also think that keeping things simple is really important. So mm. like, in, again, instead of doing like a bunch of different things, yep. just focus on like one 
core thing. Like that's yeah. one thing I work on with my clients is like create like a sacred offering. Like yeah. make it like one really awesome thing and that won't lead you wrong. I love it. I love it. That's that's some advice I had to take uh I think it was a week a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in my in my mastermind, it was one of the things where they, you know, my group was supporting me with is just really getting laser focused on one thing because you know how it is. There's so many things that we could be doing that people are telling us we should be doing, but we can't do all of it. Uh, and when we try to, we just wind up getting spread really, really thin. That's that's definitely brilliant advice. What's one of the things for you that's been working? Uh, really well or something that's got you excited that you can share uh, with people? Hmm. Um, I mean, really, it's it, what's been working well for me. It's just con- like connecting with people. So yeah. um, like connecting with people like you on this podcast. I connect with people through I, I love to write. So I like write. I write on my blog, but then I also write for several other blogs as well. Um, and then um, connecting with people like kind of like through through my work. Um, and I actually have, uh, like a project coming up depending on when people are listening to this, it may still be going on. It's, um, it's going to be over 60 days from February 5th through April 5th of 2018. Um, it's, it's called the heal you project. Uh, and it's for kind of like, I describe like my people as my fellow world healers so people who want to make a big difference in the world and they want to heal themselves uh in the process in order to do so so these are i have basically 40 spots um and these are free sessions that i'm offering to people to help them uncover like that that root story that we were talking about um, of what's keeping them like stuck in suffering or disease or preventing them from actualizing that vision. Wow. Beautiful. I definitely appreciate uh, you putting that offer out there. Um, That's, that's great. That's great work. Uh, Let me ask you this. What is, what's the next big thing for Danielle on the horizon? What's, what's something that you're excited about for you? Um, Some, Big project, big thing, big uh, bold vision that you have that maybe you haven't even told anybody about yet. Uh, yeah. What can we look forward to coming from you in the future? Oh, it's so much fun. Um, I, I'm just already feeling excited about it. It's been something <laughs> that I've been, I've been working on for the last few years. But what I really want to be creating is like a, a social enterprise. So like a, a hybrid model uh, between like a nonprofit and like a for-profit business. Okay. Um, and it's it's called The Haven. And I'm still like, it's still in the, in the process, in the works, but, um, but basically like I'll have kind of my own, this, this business that I'm, I'm currently doing, but then I'm wanting to create like a a community, a movement around like this authentic leading and, uh, and living and be able to, uh, serve, uh, kind of underprivileged populations and what I see it doing is helping to uh, heal the world of poverty so I Mm. want to create a a business that incorporates you know self-development like um, inner growth type of work um, while also serving to uh, solve greater uh, issues in the world like people not having clean water or food to eat or shelter or 
all of these types of things. So yeah. um, again, still in the works, but um, but definitely working on combining more of like the breakthrough work with service. Oh, that's that's beautiful, and that that is such a beautiful thing to hear. And, and I'm not surprised at all uh, to see somebody like you, Danielle, with that that type of vision on the horizon. I have no doubt that you're going to be making that work and impacting so many more people than you've already been impacting. So thank you ahead of time for for building uh, what you're going to be building with that. So and definitely reach out for support uh, anytime you need it. Yeah. Uh, most important question I can probably ask you, of course, is how can people get a hold of you uh, when they want to work with you and find out more of what you have going on? Um, yeah, so my website is probably the easiest place. It's daniellelarock.com. The last name spelled L-A-R-O-C-K, so like the rock. Um, <laughs> so that's where people can find, like I have like a whole resource library. So if people are kind of want more help with some of the, the questions that we were talking about, I've got a resource library that's free. And then I've also got the, the Heal You project uh, on there. Um, and I can provide you know, you with a link to that so that, um, I've, I've got some spaces set aside for your listeners because that, that project's already been filling up, um, pretty consistently. Um, so it might be full or close to full by the time somebody gets to it, but I'm still reserving those spots so that your listeners can join it if they want to. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. For everybody listening, please make sure you reach out. Number one, to thank Danielle for spending so much time with us today and and sharing all her insights and the the work that she's been doing. Uh, If you go over to AaronKeithHawkins.com, just type in the search bar, Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, and you'll find this link to our episode here. And you'll get all those links to connect with uh, Danielle, her social links, and the work that she's doing. And please take her up on that offer because obviously that is way more than generous. So we definitely appreciate you. Danielle, it's been such a pleasure. Uh, before we go, I'd love to hear your take on this. If you had to give somebody, if you had just a few minutes to give somebody advice on how they can make their success truly unbreakable, what are your words of wisdom that you'd love to share? I would just say, just be you. Yeah. Just be you, and I believe that that's success in itself. Absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing like authenticity and the, and the freedom that it provides. That's, that's, that's success in a nutshell for sure. Thank you so much, Danielle. I appreciate you being here, and, and thank you to the listeners for spending this time with us. And Danielle, you and I will be talking very soon, and please make sure you take Danielle up on that offer because uh, – that's, that's it's just the right thing to do, and I guarantee you, you'll get a lot of benefit from it. Danielle, until next time, we'll talk very soon. All right. All right, right my friend. Aaron. Take care. Bye. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Unbreakable Success. Uh, I encourage you to get in contact with Danielle to take advantage of her service and just to talk to her and thank her for giving so much on this episode. You can find her at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash 44. I'll have all the links to contact her uh, in the show notes there. And by the way, if you didn't get a chance to grab the free guide uh, that I offered at the beginning of the episode on the four laws of pure success, uh, you can grab it at AaronKeithHawkins.com forward slash success. And of course, as always, if you got anything of value from this or any episode, please make sure you share it with somebody and hop over to iTunes to leave a quick rating and review to let everyone know what was valuable to you. I can't wait until we get the chance to talk again next time. And until then, please make sure you take care of yourself 
take care of each other and keep on creating the best life of your life. I'm Aaron Keith Hawkins and I will talk to you soon.